0: Glow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX
1: hello everyone and welcome back to glow my god an official afterglow podcast serving the hottest takes about what is next in your queue i'm trevor stovall the audio director here at afterglow and i have alongside with me felix kalvismaki our managing editor and Arnoldati Ghosh, our content editor
0: hi hello
1: to today we'll be talking about the problem with ranking music Rolling Stone created the Top 100 Greatest Artist Lists in 2004, and the lists are compiled based on input from musicians, writers, and industry figures, and are focused on whatever genre they're listening to. Before we get into our qualms with lists, though, we have our Save, Skip, and Repeat segment. For this section, we'll be talking about the music we are liking and not liking as of late. Felix, what are you liking and not liking?
2: Yeah, so um, this week my save is probably um, Blooms of Oblivion by Emma Ruth Rundle. Um, she is, like, this Kentucky singer-songwriter who usually does, like, stuff that, like, starts out kind of, like, folk rock, but ends up being, like, more, like, heavy metal towards the end, usually. Um, but she's, like, really stripped it back with this, like, upcoming record that she's got, and it's, like, really refreshing. It's really just kind of relaxed, but not necessarily, like, easy, because it's still, you know, very, like, cutting, very, like, you know, deep lyricism um my skip is um ben franklin by snail mail um not because i necessarily think it was a bad song i just honestly was a little underwhelmed by it in comparison to valentine which she released like a a a little while earlier um i just didn't really feel like it was the follow-up that i wanted from that song um but i'm still very excited for her like new record and i think it's like it's already blowing the first one out of the water which is saying a lot um, and then my repeat, um, I'm still, I, I'm always in my Elliott Smith phase, so I've been listening to a lot of his, like, self-titled album recently. Um, the track Christian Brothers is, is standing out to me particularly. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Arun Dati, what are you listening to?
0: Ooh, okay. Um. So for my save beauty school dropout dropped i think i want to say it was their first ep like a couple weeks ago or so Mm -hmm. it's called boys do cry and one of the songs off of it um demons like i'm obsessed with it like i (coughs) can't stop listening to it like my walk to school to campus in the mornings is like 20 minutes long Mm -hmm. and i just the song's on repeat like (laughs) it's insane um for my skip i want to say so this like one of this k-pop group nct127 dropped an album sometime in the last month and the title track sticker was not great <laughs> um i mean i think so it's like noise music because k-pop is like a genre has been shifting towards noise music like that's like the industry trend right now and i think there's a good way to make noise music and there's like a bad way to do it and i want to say sticker wasn't great Um, especially because K-pop groups all have, like, they have vocalists and rappers, and I think being a decent vocalist, finding decent vocalists is a little easier than finding decent rappers, so, like, for me, like, the rapping in sticker was, like, subpar compared to what they can do. Um, and for my repeat, I went to Chase Atlantic's concert, um, this past Sunday, I, like, got tested as soon as possible, like, I'm not infectious, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um... I've been listening to, like, their Beauty and Death album over and over after that, because the post-concert depression is real. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Yeah.
1: Man, I didn't know K-pop was shifting in a noise kind of thing. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, God, I feel like I could talk about this forever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please, go on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, basically, um, K-pop, I would say, is, like, a very organized industry, because they do have, you know, entertainment, like companies that like put out like they hold like auditions they like train groups together they like put you in a position of like you know main vocal sub vocal uh like sub rapper like lead dancer like all of this stuff um it's not formulaic but i think it is organized and because of how organized it is and because like they actively compete against each other groups compete against each other on music shows week after week after week um and because of the competition a lot of the times you'll find that they do like the same genre or the same trend and like every group will do it so a while back after blinding lights dropped and a uh, future nostalgia dropped th- like the k-pop industry just like immediately like everyone just shifted back to like retro like you suddenly found like a bunch of like synth pop like 80s like disco stuff like dropping at the same time within yeah. like the same like year yeah. um and now they started shifting towards noise music because some of the bigger groups like nct um 80s and stuff have started like making noise music so you can Mm. see like because like the bigger groups like the Mm. famous groups are doing it and they're guaranteed to get sales no matter what smaller groups are also like following so it's like it's really interesting i don't know it's fascinating
1: yeah no that is super interesting
2: and i I remember you wrote about like kind of the trend of like retro k-pop like hits over the past like year or so i feel like you got to come out with one about noise music (laughs) honestly
0: (laughs) i remember felix was like editing it and I remember, like, she left a comment that was like, like, write about, like, in your conclusion, like, write about, like, you know, what comes next. And I think I, I like, remember, like, I wrote, like, a really long paragraph. I was like, it's going to be noise music and this <laughs> is why. But I, I, like, don't know how to explain it, so I didn't put it in. Oh, but my God, she
2: called it. <laughs>
0: I saw the vision.
1: Mr.
2: Thomas of K-pop over here.
1: <laughs> Man. Um what i have uh saved as of late um is the new animal collective song prester john Mm. um i was like honestly really surprised that i didn't feel like i was cracked out the whole time (laughs) like when i normally (laughs) listen to animal collective i was like wow this is actually pretty melodic and the bass line halfway through like really ties it all together Mm. gives a lot of like dirty projectors vibes Mm. um but i thoroughly enjoyed that uh, my skip is the new Parquet Courts singles. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what it is. I really liked their last record, but these songs feel kind of flat to me or mm. something. Like, the production is really great. This is, I think, probably some of their best sounding stuff, but the actual content of the song is just not hitting right with me. It's It feels a little... Um, I don't know bland and that feels really mean to say because I love parking courts um, and then for my repeat it is fall um, so it is Arthur Russell season <laughs> um, I have been listening to Iowa dream non-stop he he's everything to me um, so I would dream is fantastic the um, title track I would dream and some of my favorites are uh, follow you and um, come to life so That's all we have for our Save, Skip, and Repeat segment. And up next, we'll be talking about our main topic today. Ranking music is not a new practice. As soon as recorded music was able to be purchased on a physical medium, specifically an LP, back in the 40s, music was quantified on a number scale. Billboard charts started in 1940, and a variety of song charts followed, which were eventually consolidated into the top or hot 100 by mid-1958. Nowadays, we have an overwhelming amount of lists. Our world is obsessed with data and listing things to organize how we feel about our moods. You have Pitchfork, for example, that scores its music on a scale of 10. Music Critic, which bases itself on a scale of 100. You have Anthony Fantano's little weird-looking hipster man that goes on a scale of 10 and has light or strong on numbers. And finally, we have Rolling Stone, who really popularized the way we rank music. To start our discussion, I'd love to have a quick hot take on how everyone feels about lists, and specifically, Rolling Stone's top 100 list.
2: I mean, to quote Mr. Fantano, they're not good, right? Like, <laughs> um, I think my problem with like the practice of like ranking music is the, like, purported, like, objectivity of it. You know, when you imply that, like, a certain list of songs consists of the greatest songs of all time, my first question is, like, well, what's, like, the sample size look right like, right? Like, are you listening to, like, literally every song of all time? If not, I feel like the claim doesn't back up. You can say, like, I don't know, the greatest songs in the popular music canon, but they don't say that because that's acknowledging that they're kind of just with each iteration of this list, like, hyping up the same songs that we all already know are are good in one way or another, right? Like, you have entries in this list like Truth Hurts by Lizzo or, like, Old Town Road by Lona's X or, like, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, which are all, like, good songs, but, like, their inclusion on this list feels both like they kind of just had to be, like, oh, yeah, we gotta have a Lizzo song on there, and, like, we gotta have a Billie Eilish song on there, like, we gotta keep with the times, and not actually, like, what is Billie Eilish's best song? Because if you look, I don't know, "Bad Guy" not Billie Eilish's best song, mm. my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think if you were like really going to compose a list in which it consists of like the best songs of all time, you would think that these songs would be like you know, especially the best songs by these individual artists. Um, but a lot of times, it's just a song that was very popular, or a song that a lot of people resonated with. For whatever reason, and that to me doesn't determine like the quality of a song. um So I, I, I feel like there's like a lot of inherent flaws with the way that like the objectivity of it is treated because it's just not there.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I like one hundred percent agree with like all of that. I mean, my opinion on like lists versus Rolling Stones lists are very different. <laughs> like as a person, I'm like, a list person, like, if you see my planner, like, I've done, like, to the hour, like, I'm gonna do this, (laughs) like, all that stuff, but, like, like you said, with, like, the Rolling Stone list, I feel like the list itself is, like, a problem for, like, every reason you said, but I also think the factors going into the list and how it's created are an issue, like, I was looking through the 500 Greatest Songs list before, and they have, like, the writers, like, listed at the beginning, overwhelming amount of, like, white male names, and you can mm-hmm. tell by like the artists that are on it and i mean like that like you can tell like the demographic that wrote it which mm-hmm. is unfortunate because other demographics obviously exist right. and apart from that i know like the rolling stones and american publication, which is fine but if you're gonna go ahead i think like writing 101 if you're gonna make a claim you have to back it up if you're gonna say like 100 greatest artists of all time or 500 greatest songs of all time and then most of the list is like Not only just, like, Western Hemisphere-centric, which is already bad, but America-centric, like, you're not backing your own claim up. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it is, in a sense, like, journalistic integrity, too, you know?
1: Absolutely.
2: But how can it be America-centric if they have bands from London only? (laughs) 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 A
0: singular...
1: This is international talking about. Yeah,
2: like we got America, but then we also have like London. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, how much more like international do you want, right? Like,
0: fine. As long as we represent the Beatles,
1: (laughs) we'll throw throw you two on there. They're from Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it just feels very, uh, absolutely agree. It feels very popularized and um, like top 100s. There's no. You're you're absolutely right. There's no data to back up any of this or any journalistic integrity. Yeah. Um, it just it it feels like you're putting uh, kind of a number on a piece of art mm-hmm. as well, and you don't do that yeah. with, with art. I mean, I guess you can do that with a price tag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that feels very, I mean, objective within itself. So, right. um, I feel like. Uh, is this a top 100s list or is this just like the most streamed songs of all time yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time too, you know, where do you yeah. kind of draw that, that line?
2: Yeah. Like, and, and I understand the logic that like, if it, a song was popular, it must've like, you know, struck a chord with a lot of people and therefore like, you know, it has to be like good. But like, I, I guess like I, I would then counter and say like, good doesn't mean like best, you mm-hmm. know, lots of things are good. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that they're like the best, right? Like, like, McDonald's has good fries. I don't think anyone would would argue that those fries are pretty good, right? But, like, it doesn't mean that, like, you could never go anywhere and find, like, a better fry than Mm -hmm. you could find at McDonald's just because it's, like, arguably the most popular choice. Mm -hmm. Same thing, I feel like, with this list. Like, yeah, yeah, these are all, like, solid contenders. Like, they're all good songs. I feel like I I didn't really look at a ton of the entries on, like, the songs list that Mm -hmm. Arunithi was talking about and be like, that's a bad song, right? I had some like uh, "Truth Hurts" by Lizzo, where I was like, "That's the Lizzo song you chose." No, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the one. Like, that was really confusing to me. Uh, and admittedly, that was like four ninety seven, so like low on the list. But that still implies that it beat like literally millions of other songs. So like, I, what is putting "Truth Hurts" there, mm. right, above like mm-hmm. anything else, above like I don't know? um, I don't know. I guess in order to counter that, I'd really have to think of a song that wasn't on the list that's comparable to Truth Hurts. And that's the other thing about this list, like, and and all the lists like it, is, like, you know, I can't just say, like, well, where's, like, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead because, like, (laughs) Truth Hurts has nothing to do with Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Like, I can't just, like, I I don't know. That's, like, you're asking to basically, like, stack up all these artists and genres that don't really have similarity to one another. Mm -hmm. And, like, finding a way to, like, determine which is better. You can determine which, like, black metal bands are better. Because, like, you know, one of them might have better riffs. Or one of them, like, might not be a Nazi. But, like, um... The, <laughs> but, like, it's, it's like, you can't compare, like, Lizzo to, like, Fleetwood Mac. Which is what this list does. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't make a reasonable argument that, like, one of the, like, a Fleetwood Mac song is better than a Lizzo song. CVNX is not writing the same songs mm-hmm. as Lizzo, right? Yeah. Like, no. Imagine if he was.
0: <laughs> what <a> mean, world? <laughs> 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 the the alternate dimension I want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like another thing is like I feel like a lot of it is very like they're basically just trying to get a reaction from fans, For you sure. know? Yeah. Like I want those clicks. No, mm. that's exactly yeah. it. Because I think like I haven't i did look through the artist list but i think i looked through like the song list more because it i think it also made like headlines recently mm-hmm. and there is a bts song on it mm-hmm. and it's like dynamite yeah. which is an english song and honestly like again like m- this is like my opinion but it's also like the opinion i hear from a lot of people that's not even in bts's top 500 songs <laughs> like it, I, I would yeah. say
2: and like oh, cause i guess they do probably have like they have that many songs is really
0: because yeah, so with K-pop groups, they, they'll they put out like multiple yeah. mini albums or multiple albums in a year. And so they, they like, like them and then a lot of the members of like solo projects with like 10 or 12 songs, like honestly, like they have a ton out and Dynamite's like, I mean, first of all, it's like all in English, which is like, it's very interesting to me that they take like one, the like, one K-pop song that's all in English. Yeah, yeah. But like, like it's not even K-pop, group. like, but yeah, by the biggest K-pop group. And, I mean, they, like, did get a re- they did get a reaction from, like, BTS ARMY, and everyone was, like, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, there was, like, a lot of people that were, like, oh, like, I'm glad they made the list, like, Western validation for them, woohoo, or whatever. <laughs> and then, like, there were a lot of people that were, like, this is not, like, representative, you know? Mm-hmm. But Rolling Stone got the clicks anyways. Like, they got whatever they needed from it.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes me um, wonder how much lists like that that are so obviously out of touch do you think those help or hurt artists more kind of in the long run they get that press they get kind of the attention but um platforms like rolling stones are still not doing them justice in the slightest how do you pick apart those details
2: i mean like my thing is that like if the rolling stone list like this 500 greatest songs list were really like helping artists there would be more, like, smaller artists on it. Like, mm-hmm. there would be more artists that were, like, famous for an album or two in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be more artists that are on, that are, like, working now that are, like, writing much better songs than a lot of, like, the, like, Grammy-nominated, Grammy-winning musicians that are, like, kind of all over this list, right? I'm um, like, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous to kind of reportedly, like, update this list to serve some sort of, like, uh I don't know, like, accuracy update or, like, refresh, right? They want to kind of acknowledge that, like, their old list kind of fell short. But then it's, like, the, the addition, the new school additions that we get to this list are, like, again, like, Old Town Road, Bad Guy, <laughs> Truth Hurts, like, just, like, the most popular songs of the summer from 2019. And it's, like... If we were really evaluating, like, the state of music right now, not one Mitski song, mm. not one, like... And that's I, a crime. I, I, yeah, like, mm. I, I, I think we could throw one on there, right? We could give her First Love Late Spring. If we're going to put, like, All Too Well, right, by Taylor Swift on this list, and I think, you know, possibly it deserves a spot, mm-hmm. um, then, like, we definitely need to put, like, Mitski on the list, who's making uh, much better music with, like, a tenth, at least, of the resources, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of frustrating because, like, uh, it really does just seem, like, short-sighted. That's that's what it is, I think. Yeah. I agree.
0: I think it definitely is also, like... I think you, like, just see the reactions to the list within, like, the echo chamber of, like, popular music listeners, too. Mm-hmm. Which, like, if there's no problem with, like, listening to, like, pop music and, like, being updated on what's, like, what. For sure. But... Yeah i think like that is like that would be like the circle like the twitter sphere <laughs> mm. <laughs> um where like all of this stuff is popular and because like it just is like already catering to like a specific group of people it's not really i don't see who it's benefiting because it's not like these really popular artists are going to gain even more like listening like like listening power like whatever from like some like, random people who, like, read, like, a Rolling Stone list, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X already has, like, all the exposure in the world that he needs. Same yeah. with, like, Taylor Swift and everything. So, like, like you said, like, it really does only... I mean, if it's adversely affecting anyone, it is adversely affecting, like, independent artists. Because how are they going to get their names on, like, lists and stuff like this? Like, yeah. the requirement to even get onto this list is, like, you've, like, got a hit for yeah. whatever reason. And sometimes the reason you've got that hit is because... Like, you have a lot of factors going in that help you. Like, there are some people on that list who absolutely have to be nepotism babies. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's got to be, like, people on there. And it's just like, yeah, like, or even like starting out, like, closer to resources. Like, not everyone's going to have that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And then just because you, yeah, just because you pioneered, like, a genre, I don't think that always necessitates getting to be the best yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just it, it was just kind of like rude to say for people who have made that but um there's better music yeah yeah often like, but it started making you know classic rock or yeah. whatever and, like there's right. much better like rock and pop are, are arguably definitively just much better than some yeah. most mm-hmm. classic stuff
2: thinking about like I don't know just the fact that like a lot of people like give too much credit I think to people who pioneered mm-hmm. um You know, like, everything's Beatles-inspired. Everything. every, No matter, like, who you turn to, no matter who you talk to, like, this musician you like is probably somehow inspired by the Beatles. Um, And I think that also just, like, is objectively true, right? Mm -hmm. Because of, like, even if you, you... Like, I'm a person who, like, as an individual person as a musician as a writer i as a music writer i've never really interacted with the beatles all that much right i've heard like the essential albums yeah, yeah. i know the essential songs i can hold like a conversation but like i don't really they have not significantly impacted my personal life mm-hmm. however like everybody that i listened to was influenced by the beatles yeah. like i'm sure everybody right mm-hmm. um and I, and I know this to be true because I feel a little bit of pain in myself every time I look up a new artist and they say that they're inspired by the Beatles. Mm. So, like, um, I think at a certain point, we can maybe just kind of stop giving the Beatles credit for <laughs> stuff and just start being, like, yeah, sure, maybe the Beatles did some iteration of this, mm. but then Elliot Smith also did it, and that's why Phoebe Bridgers is doing it now, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm kind of, like, we can start giving credit to, like, the people that followed them, right? Because mm-hmm. it's been, like, 50-something, no, 70, really, years mm-hmm. now since they were super, super big, like, at, or at first, right? Like, mm-hmm. In the 50s? 50, yeah. Like, 50s, 60s. Like, um, so, like, we're, we're, we're getting further and further removed from the Beatles to the point where I feel like it's, it's growing more and more inappropriate to just lop everything on them, mm-hmm. right? Like... The Beatles did stuff, and then, like, people who were just under them by a few years, like, emulated that stuff, and it just keeps rippling down, right? So I'm like, I get it. We want to, like, celebrate the Beatles. That doesn't mean that John Lennon needs to be in, like, the top 20 of this, like, Rolling Stone best songs list three times. (laughs) Like, he's there twice with the Beatles and once by himself. Um, And it's like, man, I get it, but do we need him here this much, right? We know, you
0: know. enough with John Lennon. I feel like, sorry, that like reminded me. I feel like everyone just has their own little like Beatles villain origin story. (laughs) (laughs) I have, so I I, like live in an apartment with my three roommates and in the unit directly below us, four of our guy friends live there and two of them are like huge, they're like Beatles stands. Like, you know, like they like watch like the interviews, like they like know a little too much about like (laughs) all of them. And we bought, I think the White Album for one of them for his birthday and he immediately like, put it on his no. record player and played revolution nine so we had to <laughs> the worst <laughs> <to, laughs> we just lived like that but yeah that's my thing is like honestly like everything aside like just subjectively for me i'm tired of like hearing about john lennon i yeah. don't like john lennon as like a concept <laughs> <even>. <laughs> like come on like i feel like it's been like you said like it's been so long like we've had enough like derivations from it like We are away from, like, the original equation. Like, we're in, like, a completely different, like, territory. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, like, the Beatles songs that my friends have made me listen to is on my, like, I'm friends with white men playlist. And, like, I think that's where (laughs) they should stay, you know?
1: I did grow up listening to the Beatles. Mm -hmm. They were one of my favorites. Still are. Um, But Mm -hmm. I absolutely recognize and yeah. respect why people don't like the beatles Just for them have down their throats their yeah. entire lives so i totally understand
2: yeah. um and i i feel like i want to clarify like i don't like hate the beatles yeah. <laughs> i'm just no, like it's okay yeah <laughs> i i just, it's a safe space I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like i i you know there's this one song um the, i have a friend named julia and every time i mention it to my mom my mom would sing the song julia by the beatles yeah I like that song. It's a good song. <laughs> um, but it's like, for the most part, it's just like, on, on the general, I'm like, I would like to forget about the Beatles for like yeah, a day. Oh no, yeah. yeah. Every, Everything
0: I learn about them, I have absolutely <laughs> learned against my will. Like, I saw Paul McCartney trending on Twitter like a couple of days ago. I, I like, opened the thing and it's like, Paul McCartney says every song he's ever written has an inherent eroticism. And I'm like, I didn't want to know that. Why is this the thing I know now? <laughs>
1: like I, don't know. I I agree um I also think uh just kind of try and like pivot a little bit from these big artists um like with music streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music having them grow music mm-hmm. reviewing platforms like Pitchfork Rolling Stone and YouTube have become increasingly popular and these sites have kind of become like the be all end all for listeners who worship them kind of like mm-hmm. people who just stand John Lennon on Rolling Stone <laughs> um and you know most of these sites are run by professionals who understand the technical qualities that make up good music right. this is why music reviewing sites claim to be objective in their ratings mm-hmm. my problem is a lot of these writers aren't actually doing that and they're sacrificing uh, objectivity for subjectivity yeah. and i think it's valid for you to obviously have your own individual p- opinions in music it just kind of becomes a problem when these issues are published as fact. Yeah. And most of them are. Um, And I think that kind of sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and my thing is, right, is like, I know like a couple of like music critics and I know like what kind of expertise they supposedly like bring to things. And usually it's like, they just listen to a lot of music, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, I don't think you need to have like a degree in music or like 10 years experience playing in a successful band to say something about music. I think like quite the contrary, like arts criticism is something that should be open to everybody. Um, I just don't think that that necessarily means that you just get to say whatever you want and not really defend it in like a material way, right? Like, I don't think there's a defense that you can make to me, that like, um, I'm, I'm not gonna harp on bad guy again. I'll leave Billie <laughs> Eilish alone. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Lord, <laughs> Royals <laughs> by Lord is in like I think the top ten of this list, right up from Rolling mm-hmm. Stone. And listen, I I I grew up in a suburb. Of course, I love Lord. Right? I was a teenager and like the like you know. 2010s of course I love Lord that song is not that good and we were all a little brainwashed I think <laughs> like um, it's it's a it's good right it's good but like it is not like among the best songs of all time again I don't even think it's close to Lord's best song mm-hmm. so my logic is if that's not even the best song in Lord's discography how am I supposed to defend it against do Wop that thing by Lauren Hill mm-hmm I can't, like, it's indefensible to me. Um, And like, the same thing goes for a lot of like, the entries on this list is like, I'm not, like I would not necessarily even call them bad songs. For a lot of them, I would call them great songs. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I can't get behind you being like, actually like, for arbitrary reasons, we have placed all of these songs together, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, I don't understand, like the, the, the movement from one number to the next, it just seems like random. Yeah. Right? And it also kind of seems like, you know, oh, well we had to get like a Paul Simon song in there, we had to get a Prince song in there, we had to get a, you know, whatever song in there. Um, like, it feels like working backwards sometimes to me, yeah. where sometimes it feels yeah. like there's kind of like, well we know what artists we want on this list, we know what artists we want to highlight, what artists we think made the greatest songs, we just have to pick the greatest songs from that artist list, and that's not how it should work. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It should be like, this song is really good. <laughs> and mm-hmm. even if that artist made a million other songs that were all just garbage, right? The worst songs you've ever heard in your life, that one song was really good, and therefore it's on this list. But mm-hmm. that's not what it feels like to me. To me, it feels like you have to have made a million other really good songs to get a spot on this list. Mm. And that's why it feels phony, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think for me, like, it comes down to two things, like profit and passion. And my problem is like, On this list, you cannot reconcile them, if that makes sense. Like, like you said, like, I was thinking, like, it really does feel like for the greatest songs list, they took, like, artists they think are, like, the greatest because of how much they've profited and, like, because of their impact as measured by profit. And then taken, like, their most profitable songs or, like, most recognizable songs and been, like, oh, this has, like, this is great because of, like, the impact it has had on, like, people's pockets. Like, it's not... Like, even if they're, like, not objectively bad songs, like, I, I met, like, I loved Royals at, t- at uh, the time, like, there are yeah. a lot of th- songs on the list that, like, I do enjoy listening to, right. but, like, like you said, like, a lot of them for many of the artists, like, these songs are not songs I would consider even, like, the artist's best songs, yeah. and it just feels like it's very, like, you know, I'm gonna look at, like, all the title tracks of this artist or whatever, and then right. see which one I kind of like the most and put right. it on there. Because it's, like, recognizable because we'll get, like, the clicks. Yeah. And my problem with that is, like, I don't know. I feel like music should be personal, you know? Mm -hmm. And it feels very – it feels like it impersonalizes, like, the listening experience. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know. It used to be kind of fun to say, like, your favorite Taylor Swift song was all too well. (laughs) But, like, now that it's, like, at the top of every, like, Rolling Stone list about, like, Taylor Swift or about songs in general, it's just, like – like, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, like... <laughs> Music's, like, <laughs> um, dependent you on know. your mood. And, yeah. and, and I will say, I think, actually, though, it is nice that with that one, they did seemingly just go with a song that was not at all a single. But mm-hmm. you're also, like, I don't know, in, like, the meta world, right? The The meta universe of Taylor Swift, that is, like, one of her biggest songs. Like, for her fans. Yeah. That is a very, very big song for them especially. Mm-hmm. And that's, like... She talks about that in, like, the entry on All Too Well. Like, there's, like, an interview quote where she's, like, yeah, like, nowadays this song is, like, all about, to me, like, what the fans have made into it. And Mm. it's, like, even then, it's, like, you're choosing this, like, really incredible song from her discography because it's popular. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think it, like, (laughs) I feel like it came back into the limelight after, like, is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. I, like, never know. After Jake Gyllenhaal, like, said he didn't shower or something. Like, no, I'm, like, not even kidding. I feel like I've... I feel like the more, like, headlines he makes also, like, All Too Well, like, comes up again, because, you know, people are always looking into, like, Taylor Swift's, like, songwriting, like, relationship to her exes and stuff, like, that's, like, part of, like, how fans perceive her, which is, like, how it is, but, again, like, you can tell, like, it is, like, a clicks thing, like, I, I love All Too Well, I, like, dyed my hair last last year while listening to All Too Well, like, I've gone through it, I've gone through it with All Too Well, but, (laughs) at this point, like, maybe it's, like, spiteful, but I, like, sometimes I'm just, like, I don't even want to listen to All Too Well, because I know, like, someone's looking at it, like,
2: right, like, I swear, like, Jake Gyllenhaal is literally doing, like, covert promo for Red Taylor's version. on oh, no, literally. Like, he's literally, like, yeah. he's on the promo tour. Like, he's, like, talking about how he doesn't shower. He's <laughs> talking about how, like, women are better than men. Like, I mean, what do you want? <laughs> she, like, called him up, and she was like, you broke up with me you broke my heart um in retribution you are going to have to do promo for my album <laughs> it's like,
0: just like either that or i listened to, i release like another extended version of all too well yeah you like better half <laughs> hour long you better start earning <laughs>
1: back the public's favorite yeah. the marketing team's like we have to bounce back <laughs> Literally,
2: <laughs> like they're like they're <laughs> j one pr team is like looking at that 10 minute version of all too well and there's like boys, there's a chance we never recover from this. (laughs) I would be scared if I were at home. Honestly. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, with All Too Well being on too many lists, Mm -hmm. do we feel like music should be ranked at all? Like, should you be able to associate a number to music? Do you think lists in general are helpful?
2: I think it can be fun. Like, what I have wanted to do... Um, and I, I'm, like, I would... If Taylor Swift comes out with another album, like a new album, mm-hmm. while I'm, like, still at After low I would like to spearhead this project. I want to rank all of her music. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's more interesting to do it when it's one artist. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I can I think kind of objectively say some Taylor Swift songs are stronger than others. And, like, when it gets into which ones are stronger than others, I think that's when it gets a lot more subjective, right? And you really have to, like, make your own case. But, Mm -hmm. like, I I think at least there there's, like, a commonality of, like, these songs were all, like, written, performed by the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, we can kind of, like, use it as a way to examine her growth over the years or a way to acknowledge that she was always a pretty good writer. But for one reason or another we were like comparing these songs. My thing with the Rolling Stone list is like the only similarity between all of those songs is, is that they either just so happened to be popular themselves or they just so happened to be made by people who were popular or put out by people who were popular, right? Um, so like lists I don't think are like inherently like this like dangerous, evil, like toxic thing that strips art of all of its good. I just think that like They could be a lot less, like, smarmy about how, like, Mm. supposedly objective they are, or um, they could be a little more um, accepting of, like, people that are not necessarily making, like, hit after hit, that are not necessarily, like, selling out arenas. I want at least one, like, weird dark ambient solo bedroom project on the mm-hmm. Rolling Stone 500 that they found on, like, Bandcamp. I want yeah. just, like, one, right? Like, give me one, like, piece of of music that I haven't heard of before, right? Either, like, by reference or that I, like, literally have, like, heard with my ears, you know? That's what I want. That's what mm-hmm. I really want.
0: I mean, I think... See, I like the idea of... or I don't know how I stand about, like, listing music. Um, I like the idea of, like, doing it by, like artists like taking an artist after they've like released stuff for a while Mm -hmm. and being like this is objectively better than this but as far as like music goes I think organizing it like and I'll like explain it sorry but like I feel like what I do a lot with like songs in like albums or whatever I'm like okay these songs I listen to when I'm like going through it Mm -hmm. these songs I listen to when I'm having like a great time or like these songs I listen to when I'm on like a long drive by myself like I need that time like I like that idea of because I feel like there will always be songs like i love or hate that other people hate or love like Mm -hmm. even with um the song i said for my skip today Mm -hmm. one of my roommates she adores it like she loves it and it's like valid you know like she loves it for like different reasons for why i like dislike it and that's fair yeah um but for me i feel like i don't know just like personalizing that system more would like mean so much more you know like that's why i like like i do agree yeah like i like how like like, with Afterglow, we have, like, things like Release Radar and stuff, which isn't, like, I mean, it's, like, a list, in a sense, but it's not, like, a ranking list, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I like, like, calling attention to, like, smaller artists, like, calling attention to, like, this is good music, even if it's not popular music, and Mm -hmm. it's good despite not being popular. Like, they're not mutually exclusive, that kind of thing.
1: Definitely. Definitely. yeah. I absolutely agree. I think, yeah, music, like I said earlier, is very dependent on your mood and Mm -hmm. stuff, and kind of what you're what you're going through at the time. Mm-hmm. So obviously if I listen to like iowa dream by Arthur Russell in the summer, it's gonna be amazing. But yeah. it's not gonna hit like it is in the fall. Right. Um but I do love the way Bandcamp does lists by yeah. genre and by like new releases and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And the just amount of detail that they go into because I feel like a lot of the stuff that I hear or see on lists for Bandcamp for like their New and noteworthy, or like this is really great, like jazz electronica stuff that we've been listening to. Um, I haven't heard a good majority of it, and I love just like browsing through there and just the amount, sheer amount. Um, I could go on about how much I love Bandcamp, but um, (laughs) say your music's on Bandcamp, um, would you want your music scored if it meant good publicity?
2: Well, Uh, my music is on Bandcamp actually. mm -hmm. nobody's ever reviewed my music before. So like, I think at first I'd be like, Oh wow. Like, you know, like somebody give me a score, but then I'd be like, somebody give me a fucking score. Like I wasn't doing this for an assignment. Right. Like I wasn't doing this for school. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it sometimes can be kind of rude to just like walk up to an artist, even like parasocially and just be like, sorry, it sucks. Like, I don't know like (laughs) I I think sometimes yeah music just like sucks but other times it sometimes can feel like kind of a drive-by especially if you are like a smaller artist for somebody to just totally rip on you Um, and I think like that's kind of the problem is like I I don't feel like I'm seeing a ton of these bigger dudes get ripped on right Mm -hmm. I want to see Fleetwood Mac get ripped on more I want to see the Beatles get ripped on more I want to see Radiohead get ripped on a lot more (laughs) Um, like and it's not that those bands are bad right um it's just like i don't want to see like i don't know i here's my last point that i think i will make as far as like the variety on the list i think there needs to be like i think there should be one entry per artist i think you have to make a decision this is this artist's best song that way at least there's like at least 500 artists on the list right there's at least 500 songs from 500 different people um And, you know, I think if somebody, like, else, like, you know, if, like, somebody else on the list, like, got a songwriting credit or whatever, you know, there's so much intermingling in music, it's hard to Mm -hmm. avoid, but, like, one Beatles song, maybe, maybe one John Lennon song in addition, but not, like you know, a million Nirvana songs, mm-hmm. right? Like we can pick one. If, yeah. if you're going to pick yeah. one whole song, you can pick one Nirvana song. Mm-hmm. You can treat Kurt and Courtney the same. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah. Right. Like, um, yeah, I just, I just think like too much of this list also thrives on just like, oh, well we just couldn't pick one by our favorite critical darlings. Like, mm, try, yeah. make the effort. Yeah. This is your job. Like <laughs> you're supposed to critique. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah no definitely like because at that point like i feel like the thing for them is like if they have to actually think about it they have to actually think about it you know (laughs) like they can't put truth hurts on there like they have to like (laughs) actually like process the Lizzo of other songs that are like better
2: we checked the lizzo box
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that's literally what it feels like like and my thing is like honestly i'm open to like reading like what they put on there if they have a good defense if you put i keep coming back to this damn song but if you put revolution nine by the beatles on there tell me why like uh, if it's convincing enough maybe i will like process why um if you ever on like an unrelated note if you ever list like process me like listening to revolution nine like (laughs) i don't even i don't even know where i'm at in life i don't even think it's like a song but (laughs) like that's my thing is like justify like like you said like this is your job Mm -hmm. like you should be able to do your job yeah like not to sound like a capitalist but like this is like work related to something that's objectively subjective yeah like like treat it as such you know and like back to the I think the question I don't have music out Mm -hmm. I'm like very much a consumer like I haven't put anything (laughs) out but um but I think like i don't know the way i see it is like imagine if you like sat up on stage and sang a song and suddenly everyone in the crowd puts up a little sign with like a number on it you know <laughs> yeah like, like,
2: <laughs> you like perform on your stage like a traumatic song like your mom dying and somebody's <laughs> like yeah it's a four like
0: <laughs> no yeah you, exactly like. and that's the thing is like again basically, it's like a personal experience like that person could be like oh it's a four because it wasn't like Like when my mom died (laughs) (laughs) and then you have to like deal with that (laughs) like i'm sorry it wasn't the same like and that's the thing is like because i feel like things like that like just getting ratings from like people like how do you how are you going to measure it to like your personal perception of like your own music you know Mm -hmm. like that their reasons for giving you like a 4 or a 7 or a 10 are like going to be very different from, like, each other's reasons and from, like, however you perceive your music and, like, your process. So right. I feel like, like like you said, like, it would be nice to, like, be like, oh, someone, like, had enough thought about what I've created to, like, think about it further and, like, let me know how they feel about mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, it's like, while they're within their right to feel how they feel about it, are they, do they have the right to tell me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, is that fair? In like, cause I don't know if that's like an open channel of communication, cause you've already given them something. Right. Like if they give like give it to you back, like I don't know how you're supposed to respond to that, other than yeah. like internal. If it would sucks. Yeah.
2: yeah, like I feel like the like rationale for like defending like your arguments on a list like this is kind of like how they talk about defending your arguments like in like academia, where it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times when you're reading like uh, old books of so it like in like theory or whatever. It's not necessarily, like, about, like, oh, well, the text says this, so this is right. It's more like, how can you construct an argument? What sources can you pull from to, like, support that argument? And, like, why is it less indefensible than all the other arguments? Mm -hmm. To me, Rolling Stone does not cover this, right? Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily tell you why these songs are better than the other songs they didn't select. They don't necessarily, like advocate particularly strongly for any like you, most of these blurbs are pretty short like definitely not long enough to encompass what's so meaningful about the song itself um, so it's just like without any of that legwork I'm like what's like what are we doing besides just like listing like literally yeah. listing right like we're literally just being like uh, like that one and then that one here and then this one mm-hmm. here like it's like it feels yeah. like um like, painting my numbers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and it's, like, I don't know, it's funny, because, like, we do all, we're, like, part of a music magazine. Like, it is, yeah. like, a UT, like, student-run music magazine, but it's still a music magazine. And, like, sometimes I'm, like, reading these blurbs, and it's, like, if one of my staffers put this on a listicle, like, I would edit the hell out of it. Literally you know? Yeah. And none yeah. of them, I think it's, like, absolutely none of them would ever do it. Yeah. Because they also, like, don't see music like that. Like, they're yeah. not just, like, looking at it. Because it's very, like... I don't know. It's it's very robotic yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cuz you're right like I feel like like sometimes I'll read it and it's like, well, you're not really saying anything. <laughs> yep. And it's like I I didn't have to read that. Like I've wasted like a couple yeah. of seconds now at this point. And it's just I don't know, it's very it's very silly to yeah. me. And it shouldn't be silly because The Rolling Stone is like a famed music publication. Yeah. They should be doing better.
2: Yeah. And you know, people are people like, "Oh, well, how long would you want the article to be?" It's like, "Well, it's 500 songs long." Mm-hmm. So I'm not really worried about brevity at this point (laughs) right like and neither should that yeah yeah yeah.
0: and i mean honestly at that point like length isn't even like the thing like it's the content like i think there is honestly i think you're capable of defending like a song in like a few sentences like i 100 percent there are like listicles on the afterglow site right now where people have defended a song or like articles or whatever and they've done it or honestly yeah full albums where like They've defended us long in like three or four sentences, yeah. and they've done it fairly well. Like, yeah, we're all like, like, pretty much like barely like getting off of like teenagerhood, barely you young adults. We're better than Rolling but Stone, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> like the implication was there, but th- this is a safe space. Anti, anti Beatles, anti Rolling Stone, safe space. <laughs> but like, and no, that's honestly it because it's so baffling for me to read like. Cause I'm not even like a journalism major. Like I don't consider myself as having like the journalism expertise. Like mm. I do like circuitry, <laughs> like that's like <laughs> my major, but like, it's like kind of baffling, honestly, to scroll through a 500 song list and every like little blurb it's like, well, you you gave me a title and like a singer and then nothing else, you know? And it's, it, it is disappointing. Cause again, like they should do better. Like, come on, yeah. if we can do better, if we, cause we're not getting paid for this either. Yeah, like right. I edit, like we put in, like you're gonna put in hours, like editing this after because you care about it, you know. Like we like edit, like writing, we write our own because we care about it. And I like you, yeah. like my expectation is like, you're a Rolling Stone writer, you're listing 500 greatest songs, like end all be all songs of all time. You should also care about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: you're getting paid for this. No, that's <laughs>
2: literally yeah. it.
1: like, come on. <laughs>
0: like,
2: it's it's embarrassing to me the effects that like being paid to write about music can have on somebody's brain like no yeah yeah. I, I think there honestly is something to be said about how like in the journalism industry you're like kind of always expected to have a take you're always expected to be able to, like, basically hear music, process it in, like, at most 48 hours, and then turn out a review of it. Mm-hmm. Or, God forbid, like, basically just, like, listen to a few artists that the, like, or listen to a few tracks that the artist will send you and then interview them for, like, about an entire album. It's, an, it's like, not, like, the easiest job, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, publicists can be really annoying. Um, like, artists can be really annoying. Like, not, like, but this is really easy. This is easy. (laughs) Like, I I can't emphasize enough how easy this specific job is. It's literally (laughs) listening to music that I'm sure everybody there has already heard. Mm -hmm. I am doubtful that nobody, like, on that list had, like, not heard a single one of those songs before they put them on that list. Mm -hmm. So it's confirmation bias Mm -hmm. and then adding a blur.
1: Um, Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Um, Do you like the rolling stone top 100 lists hit us up with an email at afterglowatx at gmail.com send us how you feel about the beatles or john (laughs) lennon or any of the music that we talked about today what do you think about it um thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time